For the past few days, I've been in this state called Illinois. Not a huge fan of it, but I have some people that I love, so I went. And I was down there. Uh, if you're from there, no offense here. Um, but as I was down there, I was at a conference called Healing the Whole Person uh, because we just see clearly so much brokenness in ourselves and those around us. And this conference really helps us enter into the root cause of our brokenness. And the talks were amazing and the, and the prayer was amazing. Um, we stayed one extra day. A few of us went down, some students went down. And something happened at Mass this morning that never happened to me yet as a priest. So I could check a box. So this is my fifth year of being a priest. And my best friend is a pastor at this parish. And as we were down there, he introduces me. And he says, Father Zach is from the Diocese of Green Bay. And he's a Packers fan. And someone did this. Boo! And I got booed for the first time as a priest. Um, And it wasn't like the worst thing ever. Um, But then after Mass, someone came and and, and told me something I never heard before. And he just said... um, did you know that the, the owner of the Chicago Bears lives in Wisconsin? And I was like, no, she doesn't. And he's like, yeah, his name is Aaron Rodgers. And I was like, ah, touche. Because I say Aaron Rodgers has owned the, Pac- or owned the Bears for like the last few years. Um, that has nothing to do with my homily. I just figured I'd share with you a few things um, that happened for the first time ever today. And uh, got back today around 5 o'clock. And i um, very grateful that you're all here. This is uh, an, always an honor to have you here because in our, we live in a world today that seems to think, why even try? Why even try, right? And yet you, here you are, still trying. And I just want to say thank you for being here because that, that amazes me because there's so many distractions, there's so many things that say, push the faith aside. And it's, it's in that half, over halfway point now through the semester that the Lord meets you, eyeball to eyeball, heart to heart. And he has a message that he wants to say to you. And I think a lot of what he wants to say to us is, is, let's just go back a year. Let's just go back a year. And I want you to think about where you were last year. Because one thing I've noticed over the past few weeks, even the past month, is a lot of us have grown in ingratitude. We've forgotten how amazing it was. I don't know if you remember when we, when we actually could go to church when, after they're closed down for like three months and you came back and you're kind of like maybe even crying at mass. You're like, I didn't know I wanted this so badly. Or maybe you got to come back this semester and you're like, oh my gosh, it's just so good to be in the classroom again. Masks, whatever, I'll, I'll do it, you know. But then very quickly, a lot of us have fallen into the habit of ingratitude. And we've forgotten about how bad it was when we walked around on campus last semester and last year even, the whole both semesters, and how difficult it was wondering, am I going to get suspended for this? Is, is, is the dean of the school going to come down on me? And how stressful it was and how awful it was. And we've forgotten how good the Lord is and how often it's, it's so easy to take things for granted. You know, in our, in our gospel today, we hear about the, the, the Lord talking about scribes and Pharisees, people who are well off. They, they are in long robes, they accept readings, they're looking for places of honor. And the Lord's not really concerned about that because they're doing pretty well, right? Things are going well. And even when things are going well, we have that extreme that sometimes you and I can take the Lord for granted. But I think what the Lord's more concerned about is like when you're at those bottom places or when you're at those places where you're at what we call poverty of spirit, you have that little bit left in you. What are you like then? 
So we have these two extremes when things are going really well. Are you still grateful? Are you still humble? Do you still try? Do you still give your best effort? Or do you take the Lord for granted? But then this, this, this widow walks in and she only has two coins. She doesn't have a surplus. This is all of her livelihood. And it's in that <clears throat> the Lord says this poor widow put in more than all the other contributors in the treasury. <clears throat> so the Lord is, is, is watching intently and this, he's showing the disciples. He's like, I get it when, you, when, you, when people give a lot, when they have a lot. And that's, that's beautiful. But what is it in you that makes you still want to give when you don't have surplus, when you're at your wit's end, when you have two pennies in the bank, right? What makes you still give your whole self? And I would say if we don't have gratitude, we don't have gratitude, it's so easy to live on both extremes without any gratitude, right? And the Lord is calling us, I firmly believe, to start thanking him and praising him when things are really good, like we should. But I, what I'm really concerned about, what I really want to dive in, if I could dive into your heart, I would just love to say, when life sucks, will you still praise and thank God? When life is, well, let's say it's hitting the fan, so to speak. I'm sure no one here can relate to that, right? When it's like hitting the fan, are you still going to thank and praise God? Or are you going to throw in the towel and act like a fuddy-duddy and, you know, just go off on the deep end. I'm going to go get hammered. I'm going to go hook up. I'm going to go do drugs and I'm just going to throw all of it away. Or could it be when I'm tempted to throw it all away, the Lord is just ready to open a new door and show you his love. And, and, the, and the evil one, he knows that. He knows that. He knows the temptations that you and I are going through, how easy it is to throw it all away. And usually right when you and I surrender to the evil one and we don't surrender to the Lord, that's right when the evil one, he just comes, the evil one comes right in with all these temptations, but like right around the corner, if we just persevere a little bit more, that's when the breakthrough happens. And the Lord teaches us that every single breakthrough happens when you and I have a break with. I would say one break with that you and I, you and I all need to grow in is we need to break with ingratitude. We need to grow more deeply in thanksgiving for what the Lord is doing, that he desires to do, and he's going to do. Don't forget, my friends, how much it, it was awful last year, and maybe in the year and a half. And it's so easy as things are kind of getting more and more normal again. How many things you and I are doing, we said, I will never go back to that thing. And yet here a lot of us are. I, I, I've seen it with sports. I've seen it with the church. And I think it's starting to happen on campus. So that means you and I have to make a, 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 distinguished, cho a distinguished choice. We have to make a break with right now to thank and praise God. But again, not just when things are going well, but when things are just awful and they suck. And will you still give thanks and praise to God? Because it's this widow... You know anything about widows in the Old Testament? They couldn't work. They had no source of income. And yet the Lord is more concerned about that amount of poverty of spirit, that total reliance on God, than when things are going well. And one thing that 
that we offer here at the Newman Center. If you're, you're halfway through this semester and you haven't joined in, we have two focus missions here. I'm just going to call you out right now. We have Jackie. Could you raise your hand? We have Ethan. Raise your hand. So these two run Bible studies, right? That's a great way to grow in gratitude, but like also not take that for granted, right? It's so easy to think, I went to a few in the, when the semester started, but will you keep your commitments? So what, there's people who are sacrificing for you daily to enter into discipleship and to, and to bite your pride and to say, life's not going so well. I need help. Those are like words I would assume a focused missionary doesn't, doesn't hate to hear all the time. I don't hate to hear because like then we know that you want to change it. It's also great when, when someone says, could you just show me how to not sin anymore? <laughs> it's a great place to start. And one way of, of not sinning so much is growing in gratitude. Is growing in gratitude. And one thing we're also doing, um, and well, books available after Mass if you want one, we're doing a thing called Marian Consecration. That was a turning point to help us grow in gratitude last, last year. Our community did this. And Mary is the fastest way to Jesus, right? And, and, and Jesus, you got to think about this, Jesus placed himself under her authority by placing himself in her womb. And when he went through all this hard stuff that he went through, because you know he was made fun of, you know that he had a hard life, who taught him how to be grateful when things were difficult? I'd argue it was Mary and Joseph. So what we're going to do for the next... 33 days, beginning on Tuesday, will end on the Feast of Our Lady Guadalupe or a day after, uh, as we're going to be going through that book. And someone has made a donation to our community to buy those books for us. And I can attest that that is one of the things I'm most grateful for that I did as a seminary, and I still do it every year. I reconsecrate myself to Jesus through Mary every single year. And if you've never done it, it might be one of the best decisions you ever make. Because Mary... What she does is she brings people around her when things are difficult, hence at the foot of the cross, right? But also where was she at Pentecost? All the disciples are in the upper room waiting for the Holy Spirit, and Mary is a spouse of the Holy Spirit. What you and I need is the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit reminds us, again, to be grateful. Reminds us to say, don't, take it, don't, don't forget about how bad it was last year, but also don't take her granted the sacraments. Go to confession. Get your butt in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Go to Bible study. Get involved in discipleship. It's not too late. Because so often we have all these, I wish I would have, such scenarios, but like we only get one shot at this life. And when things are going well, we take, it, we take the Lord for granted. And sometimes when things are not going well, we, we throw it all out the window. So what have you been taking for granted? Or maybe even who have you been taking for granted? Would it be Jesus? Would it be a few friends that you haven't talked to in a while? And what do you need to be more grateful for as you move forward this week? Almost every single person who's successful in life says gratitude is one of the greatest keys to being joyful. Thanksgiving starts in three weeks, right? The homily I give every single Thanksgiving is for anybody who comes to that mass, is to not complain the whole day. And everyone's like, that sucks. Oh, I mean, um, sorry, sorry. No, right? But I mean, like, seriously, if you want to grow, be grateful. 
If you want to remain stuck, just complain. But gratitude brings us together, and Mary is the catalyst of that. And the Lord is calling us to not forget how bad it was about a year, year and a half ago. We'll take a moment of silence, just in the silence of our hearts, to thank and praise God for how good he is for us. You know what I want to say there. How The Lord is good. And often we take him for granted, and we just have to be thankful and, and, and praise him. But not just when things are great, but when they're difficult. And that's what the word Eucharist means, thanksgiving, giving thanks. Let us not take the rest of the semester for granted. And even in our poverty, when we only have two pennies, let's still give the Lord our best. And when you fail and you fall, just get your butt to confession. Repent. The Lord makes it so easy for us. He not come here to make our lives more difficult. We'll pause and we'll praise him and thank him and reset and restart. Amen.